Welcome back to Boston Public Radio. Jim Browdy and Marjorie Egan here with us in Studio 3 for our Friday News Quiz are John Harrigan and Angela Hare. John is the host of the Newton Cable Television show, The Folklorist. Angela is one of the show's producers. They just won a regional Emmy, and they are going national big time. John and Angela, it's great to see you both. Great yeah, to congratulations you. to you both. So for people who haven't seen this, tell us about your show. Um, yeah, well, basically, we, uh, we produce this half-hour show called The Folklorist, and it airs on New TV, which is Newton's cable access station. And the show covers different stories throughout history in short segments, and we compile those three to four stories within a half-hour format. And uh, we cover everything from, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis to more obscure stories like the Great Moon Hoax, so... It's really fun. Hey, and how about yeah. the Dover Demon, which I watched this morning. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. How, what's the genesis of this deal, John? Well, I've, I've been called a time traveler driving without a license. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an ad hoc historian. I've been lecturing for almost two decades on historical subjects, hidden history, world history, maritime disasters, weather history. And... Uh, when I met up with the group originally in September 2011, I pitched some of my hidden history stories, and they taped me doing the narrative and then hired actors around it, and voila, it was the folklorist. And how did this get picked up? I know that there are a ton of outlets around the country that are using this thing, and mostly for those of us who are in the local cable television, generally the show is the show on the local cable access station. How all of a sudden did people get wind of this thing? Well, Angela. Yeah, basically, um, we distribute it to all the community media centers throughout the country. So we have like a list of about 500 different places and that are airing this. And 500 communities are airing fantastic. this? Yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic. That's, it's incredible. And then um, somehow somebody heard about us through our Facebook page. It's called Luke and Communications, the family channel. And they contacted us like a year ago and said they wanted to start airing it on their digital channel. So they're airing it in 60 markets across the country. And some other stuff, uh, RCN and Comcast on-demand services for the region, they're going to pick it up as well. Yikes. So if, so if people want to uh, watch your show, can they just go online and put in Folklorist and then get the info where it's going to be? Exactly, yes. The Folklorist. Yes. <laughs> the Folklorist. Okay, we just can't say Folklorist. And I heard you say the folklore. folklore. You defined in the th- when I watched The Dover Demon, which we'll play a, sec- a minute of in a second, would you say a, a folklore is like halfway between fact and fantasy? What's your line? It, no, I know it's it, a lot line but what's your what's your deal it is halfway between uh, uh, fiction uh, and nonfiction, and it's the interpretation of a story passed on through the generations. Okay, so here's a little taste of something that happened in Dover, meaning our Dover, as in the western suburb. Here's just a little taste. You'll, the voice you'll hear is John's. 17-year-old Bill Bartlett went out for the evening with two of his high school buddies. As he drove along Farm Street with the music blaring, Bartlett noticed something moving along a stone wall at the edge of the road. There, he caught a glimpse of a creature with an unusually round head, long, spindly arms and fingers, a pale complexion, and glowing orange eyes. He turned the music down. Did you guys see that? See what, Billy? That thing next to the road. His friends turned to look, but they saw nothing and convinced Bartlett to turn the car around to get a better look. But when they returned, whatever he saw was gone. Boom. I saw it, by the way. I want you to know, John. I, saw it. No, I love that. And I watched the whole thing. It's it's terrific segment, and the show is great, and we're really glad you're here. Should we play the quiz a little bit, and then we'll talk a little bit more? Absolutely. Who do you want to ask a question of, Marjorie? We'll start boy, girl, boy, girl. Okay? Fine. Let's do that. Okay. Ready, John? An extra-worldly triumph captivated Jim Browdy and the rest of the <laughs> nation on Wednesday. Listen to this joke about it. Well, this morning, the European Space Agency landed a probe on a 317 million miles from Earth which is where we are right now. 
This was the culmination of a 10-year, $1.6 billion mission. You start to get discouraged by how much attention everyone pays to Kim Kardashian's buttocks. Remember, there are also people out there who know how to land a spacecraft on a moving 317 million miles away. Okay, John, what did the European Space Agency manage to land a probe on this week? A comet. <laughs> Very good. Were you Very as excited good. about this, you two, as I was? I mean, <laughs> yes or no? Yeah, no? Uh, I, I love astronomy, and, and anything to do with space exploration is cool by me. Angela's silent. Does that oh, mean you weren't no. into it? I, I was very captivated by that I'm story. very glad to hear that. Yeah, and the sound coming out of it, too, oh, was yeah. so cool. You hear this little ping, 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 ping. You should do a folklorist on whether it really happened or not. How about that? <laughs> okay, fine. Angela, here's your chance to tie it with your coworker. What culinary masterpiece has returned to a U.S. restaurant chain? The long wait is finally over. The is back at McDonald's. And the is the punxatani fill of sandwiches. It comes out of its hole for a little while, and it disappears for another year. And it's made out of groundhogs. It's groundhogs, right? Okay, the question is, what culinary masterpiece has returned to a U.S. restaurant chain? What would that be, Angela, please? Well, I have no idea, but I really hope it's not Groundhog. No, it is not Groundhog. <laughs> John, you can steal the question. Do you know what it is? I'm going to say McRib. You are going to say correct. correct. It's very you ever good. had one? Yes, I have. Horrible. Thank you. Are okay. they horrible? They're horrible. Okay. Horrible. Am I right? Is it horrible? Thank you. Okay. Okay, John, here we go. Here's Jimmy Fallon weighing in on one of the big news items from earlier this week. Uh, here's what people are talking about, you guys. President Obama is over in China right now for the big uh, economic summit in Beijing. And I saw that the president, along with Chinese President Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, uh, you know, after they taught Putin how to put a on, is the buttons going front or back? Do you know what the president put on and uh, the president of China all wore together? I want to say it was a frock or a smock, something uh, that, that they wear in China, a, a cultural garment that is relative to China. How about it, judges? Yes, you get the points. And okay. one of those purple silk tunics is exactly what it was. Yeah, he looked quite fine, I thought, in the purple he silk He looked actually tunic. good, yeah. yeah. He actually did yeah, look pretty good. He looked really did. happy when Putin walked by, too. Hey, uh, Angela, you're down 3 nothing. How's oh, that feel? Terrible. Okay, <laughs> here's your chance to close the gap. Frito-Lay developers are rolling out a new flavor of Mountain Dew on college campuses. Here is the great Stephen Colbert. Food scientists are using undergrad lab rats to test a new <laughs> Mountain Dew hybrid. You were right, stoners. Frito-Lay can hear your thoughts. <laughs> finally, finally, ladies and gentlemen, an answer to the question, what if my <laughs> were wet and caffeinated? Okay, this is a tough one. What does the new flavor of Mountain Dew uh, taste like? Now, considering who the owner of the company is, that may help you a little bit. Go ahead. Oh. Frito-Lay developers are rolling out a new flavor of I Mountain hope. Dew. What would the flavor be? I hope it's not Fritos. <laughs> well, it's not. Is it? Uh, you are take really a second close. guess because it's so close. You're entitled to a second guess. Oh. We just talked to the judges. Something just like Fritos. Yeah. Is it chips or something? It's a kind well, of chip. We're kind gonna, of chip? We're going to give it to chip. her. It's Doritos. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> My next guess. And the new hybrid. You know what it's called? Doitos. That's pretty good. That really is. That is pathetic. You know, before we move to the next round here, I also read about you, John. In addition to this historical, well, in addition is part of it. You do these reenactment things. I participate in them periodically. I mean, I have to say, as a, I know you won't take this the wrong way. When I see them from afar, I think it's almost a little nutty. But then when I speak to people. <laughs> You are taking it the wrong way. When, when I talk to people <laughs> no, it is nutty. who yeah, participate right. it is nutty. in it, they they talk about it in the most effusive kind of way. What's the allure of that kind of thing? 
I think it's returning to the past. I can remember being involved in a reenactment, a, a run on North Bridge, and somehow I ended up on the vanguard, front row. Mm-hmm. And I remember the British soldiers lining up, and I said, oh, they look cool. Then they pointed their muskets at me, and I'm saying, hey, wait a minute, this is dangerous. <laughs> and my musket misfired, and if your musket misfires, you fall over. So I lay on my face on the North Bridge for 40 minutes in the drizzle, and I'm thinking, this is the way that guy felt. So do you feel like you're actually in the... Th- I mean, do you guess what you do? time traveling. Now, Absolutely. do you find this odd, Angela, or no? Um, no, I've been fascinated. Fascinated with it for a long time. I myself was in a reenactment. You were of what? I grew what? up in the South, so we were surrounded by Civil War reenactments down oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah. So what you play? But uh, I was in the Union. Um, you were. Huh? <laughs> so you're you're a producer, Angela. Mm-hmm. So so you had to go out and set all this stuff up for the right. show. So w- tell us a good story about trying to get something organized. Oh. I mean, there's so many stories. Well, what's but, a favorite uh, segment that I people guess, should check out? Well, we really liked one of our big set constructions was building these giant rock walls one day, and that was for the Huzak Tunnel piece we did in season one. And I remember trying to figure out like the logistics of it and how to create that and craft it. That was a challenge. But now we do it for almost every segment. We'll make our own sets. And really? where do you get these actors? As when oh. I was watching a few, where are they? Are they real people? Or are they <laughs> actors? No, I yeah. meant are yeah, they yeah. actors for a living, or are they real people um, who participate? Well, in it's a mix. I mean, there's definitely some people who who are regular like actors within the community there are other people who come on with no experience whatsoever and i'm really happy that we have a show that kind of invites all walks of life onto it by the way, if you ever do Dover Demons Part 2, I'd like to be in it, actually. I really would. Parts are available. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Here's David Letterman, John. Here's his take on international relations. President Obama shows up in China. He's They go crazy. Yeah. He's really? It's a big stink because the president's And you think the Chinese are so easygoing about human rights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the problem? I mean, child labor, not a problem. <laughs> Censorship, not a problem. Torture, not a problem. Oh my ah, God. Yeah. Don't, you better not, you better not be over here. Okay, John. What was President Obama doing that offended the people of China? Chewing gum. <laughs> that is exactly right. right. That's right. You know, I was reading one of the stories this week when they were talking about that, and he'd been talking about how he'd been quitting smoking, quitting smoking, and apparently he's been sneaking some cigarettes on the side until just recently. Yeah, too. but what's your motto with which I am in complete agreement, even though I'm an anti-smoking person? Well, I think that when you're the president of the United States with ISIS and Ebola and immigration, all these things, it's not the time to quit smoking. You know, <laughs> Quit when you're out of office. He's still a young guy. He you. can reform when he's no longer the president of the United States. We need him not to be – we need him to cope whatever way he can at this point. Okay, our two contestants, John Horrigan is the host of the Newton Cable TV show The Folklorist. Angela Herr is one of the show's producers. Angela, here's a question for you. Here's some more scandalous news from that summit we've been talking about in Beijing. At the economic summit in China, is being accused of flirting with the first lady of China. Flirting with her, yeah. Then again, does have a history of not respecting boundaries. <laughs> okay, who was caught flirt- flirting with China's first lady, Angela? Who would that be? Putin. That would be exactly right. <laughs> did you see that whole incident? Any of you? What did he put a scarf it on? It was like or a, s- a shawl or something. I don't know. It- I guess they called it a coat, but and then she immediately, as soon as he walked away, like rips it off (laughs) and throws it on the ground, or throws it. I mean, what is up? You're a historical guy. What's up with that? Uh, Again, cultural boundaries that that they transgressed a line. What's your favorite part of what's the 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 era in history that you're most consumed with or by? I I like the 20th century. 
You do? Probably. Why? Why? Um, just because it was the dawn of the industrial age. Um, the world went through two major conflicts. Uh, inventions, science progressed, uh, civil rights progressed, uh, uh, women's rights progressed, uh, and it was just a lot went on in that decade. Culturally, in the 60s, what happened, uh, uh, the, the world took a, a direction for the better, in my opinion. Is this a full-time thing for you guys or no? What oh, do you no. do in your real life? Uh, I'm a program manager for an engineering firm. You that are constructs really? medical devices, and I'm also a, a, a sports announcer, a hockey announcer for the Boston Bruins alumni. The you are? Games. Yes, that is fabulous. And what's your deal, Angela? Full time um, producer? I'm, what I'm are you? Full time at the station. At the station. You don't and sound. You don't you sound like you came from the south. I know. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Uh, Where'd my, you come from? Well, I was from Virginia originally, and uh, my grandparents were diplomats, so they, they wanted us to not develop any accent. I remember they were huh. pretty So accurate. would you work at it kind of thing? Yeah. Anytime it would start to slip, they would uh, they would stop me and, and tell me to keep that in check. Why? Because so you'd be a better spy without an accent, or what? <laughs> what was the thinking? I think for traveling purposes. Oh, I got so it. what were you reenacting when you were a kid in Virginia? Well, that was... I was actually... I had gone to film school, and I was trying to do a pilot about reenactors, and so I was doing research, and then they invited me onto the field and said, here's a uniform. You want to come out? And I said, that'd be great. And a battle scene. Yeah, was battle it fun? scene. It was intense. It was hot. Uh, very hot out. We had those wool outfits on, um, but it was really interesting, and like John said, you actually kind of get the sense that of what it was like when you're there, when when it happened. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the bonus round? Have What's you ever the been score? to the reenactment up there in Lexington and Concord? I've, I've seen it on television. Yeah, I've seen it on television too. I've never been. What's the uh, score, judges, as we go into the bonus round? Four to two, John, you were in the lead. Now, here's the deal for the premise for the bonus round. We know your gig is that folklorist. Now you have to be a cochlearist. We're going to ask you, <laughs> I mean, it's the best we could do. We're going to ask you three things about Coca-Cola. Marjorie, first question and for And I Angela. want to preface this, as I always do, by saying these are multiple choice questions. They're really hard, so almost everybody gets these wrong, so don't feel bad. Okay, here we go. Which of these is a real Coca-Cola slogan? A, Coke. We can put the can in American. B, Coke is now, Coke is forever. C, the pause that refreshes. D, all of the above or none of the above. Well, who, go, who does it go to? Oh, it's you, Angela. I'm oh, sorry. it's you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you want me to read them again? Do you get uh, I think C. See, you wow. are correct. It is Very the impressive. that refreshes. That was terrific. So okay. you're drawing closer. You're only one point ahead. Jordan. Okay. Are you ready? Now, here's the question for you. Which of these is a real Coca-Cola fact? Was Deval Patrick general counsel for Coke or Pepsi? I can't remember. Coke. 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 Well, he could answer these questions. A, only two Coca-Cola executives can know the secret formula of Coca-Cola. I hope that's true. I don't know if it is. B, Coca-Cola ran a training program called H2NO. H2 no train restaurant service to discourage customers from ordering water, suggesting they order Coke instead. A, uh, pardon me, C, a can of Coke will sink, a can of Diet Coke will float. D, all of the above, E, none of the above. Which is a real Coca-Cola fact? A, B, C, or D is all the above, E is none of the above. What's the answer? They're so bizarre. I want to say D, all of them. That is exactly you are right. right. Isn't that amazing? Only two people know the formula. Yeah, you're a good guesser. You must have done well on the SATs. Okay, you're up by two. Now, here's the deal, Angela. I've worked out the math. If you get this question right, you're down two points. You understand that so far? Okay. If you get this right, you tie, and you go home relatively proud. You tie, John. If you get it wrong, you lose. Okay? You with us so far? Pressure is on. Fine. Just so do your best here. Here's the question. Here we go. Oh, wait a second. There are two questions left. Oh, no, there's one question question left. left. Which of these is a true Coca-Cola flavor? A, Diet Coke with bacon. B, Diet Coke with raw cookie dough. C, Diet Coke with panda. 
D, all of the above, or E, none of the above? Take your time because the stakes are high here, Angela. Uh, B? I think you should try a second time. (laughs) I know, really, because I know you weren't feeling well when you came Uh, and go. What's the correct Choices are bacon, panda, all the above, or none of the above? I'll go with none of the above, then. I would go with bacon (laughs) for you, right? (laughs) That is correct. That is excellent. Very nicely done. And I've so, never seen it, and I love bacon. So speaking of <laughs> never seen it, where do we find this show of yours? In addition yeah. to Googling, and I Googled a lot of episodes this morning, it really was great. Where, where, how do you find it, John Harrigan or Angela Hare? Um, well, we have a website, folklorist.newtv.org, which has all the segments on it. And um, you can also look on New TV if you're in the Newton area. It, it's airing a new episode, I think, this uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. What's that about? What's that about? Oh, the new episode? That's yeah. uh, going to have segments about the New England Lighthouse Storm. Uh, Elizabeth Jennings Graham and her stand for racial equality in the 1850s. By the way, I'm I'm shocked that you've not taken this opportunity to say, and Marjorie and Jim, we'd love you if you'd like to act in one of our (laughs) our things. We'd love to have good, John. Say it. We, we would love to have Jim and Marjorie in you one would. of our segments of the folk. Oh, that's yeah. so nice of you. Thank Angela you. Angela and Andrew Eldridge, our other producer, handle the casting, but I can mm-hmm. certainly go to Patrick. Andrew, would you love to have us? I as, would absolutely love you to would. have you. 